Let's talk predictions and expectations. Happy New Year. I hope you all had a wonderful start to the new year, and here's a cheers to you. Okay, so let's look into the future a little bit for today's news. We have an economy that has been running hot with signs of cooling. Worries about recession are not completely gone, and it has impacted consumer spending, but inflation is retreating. This is a mixed bag. Then we have an election year. This year, God help us all, right? I mean, geez. This adds to the uncertainty and may impact sentiment amongst your customers. Remember, how people manage their money is a very emotional thing. I won't even get into it, but there are international conflicts that we are involved in, and that could and that could shake up the global economy, not to mention fears of more conflict. Again, adding to uncertainty. And no, I'm not trying to be negative. Okay, when it comes to money in the economy, I try to be I try to have my best to take my feelings out of it. We all want to make money and feel secure and pursue happiness as we see it. I don't know about you, but that's what I want. If you want to set yourself up for success, you have to stay informed. Welcome back to the Hairdresser Strong News, and what does it have to do with you? We at Hairdresser Strong believe that all stylists and barbers are entrepreneurs, whether you want to admit it or not. Those of us that recognize this and embrace this will experience greater success than those who do not. As a whole, we must stay apprised of the news that impacts our business and clients. We should also stay apprised of current levels, or sorry, current events, so that we are able to have easy, informed, and sophisticated conversations behind the chair as well as greater confidence and empowerment with regards to our business. This will elevate our success, perceived value, and esteem amongst the public and potential clients. In turn, this provides a form of security in supporting our prices and even gives us pricing power. This way, we can all have a strong business and lead the life that we want to. Okay, so today we have our New Year economic update. Cheers again. That's two for me. And um, don't forget to stay until the end because I have a really interesting new concept of leadership that I think you should know more about. If you're asking why should you care about leadership if you're not in a leadership position, well, that's because most of the leadership stuff tends to be about relationships, observation, awareness, emotional intelligence, and communication. I believe that it's imperative you pay attention because we should be mastering all of that to build and retain sustainable and valuable clientele. All right. You don't, and you don't want to miss it. So let's dive right in. If you remember the last newscast I did, I'm just going to share my screen. If you're listening on podcast, you can use the links below to follow along, or you can just listen up. All right. So the last newscast that I did, I mentioned Walmart CEO Brian Moynihan saying that consumers are spending um, big in mass but individuals are becoming more price sensitive. So what that means is the data says that the group is spending a lot, but individuals are scrutinizing. And why why is that important? What do you need to get from that? Well, basically that your clients are going to be more scrutinous of the value that we deliver. And um, so knowing that is important. Okay. Um, their CFO said that they are behaving strangely. And after digging in, I found that strangely is just is being more price sensitive, putting off purchases until after Christmas for discounts, etc. So that might look like in our industry, people putting off haircuts uh, an extra week or two, which can be significant. Like if everybody takes off an extra two weeks and they come in, I think every seven weeks, I think that's like a 30% reduction or some crazy number like that. It's it's a lot. So 
that's kind of something we should be prepared for. Okay, so the Wall Street Journal reports that there are mixed feelings coming out of Wall Street. And uh, this says this article is by Sam Goldfarb in the Wall Street Journal and is titled Investors Hope for 2024, a return to long lost normalcy. Many think markets can find more stable equilibrium after recent rate increases. So that goes back to the mixed bag, and but you know, cautiously, wearily optimistic. Okay, so now if anyone could predict the future with accuracy, that person would be super rich and probably depressed because they know bad things are coming and can't do much about them. But I digress. The point is here, this is not financial advice. If you want investment advice, you should talk to a registered financial advisor. The mixed feelings that I'm talking about range from pain to optimism. So it's a really wide spectrum of what 2024 will bring economically and financially. Basically, it comes down to consumer spending, inflation, and employment. Consumer spending is sagging, inflation has been going down, and employment has softened towards sustainability. We have talked consumer spending with Walmart just now, and they say that the consumer is being more scrutinous, which I said earlier. And But now let's take a look at some inflation factors. So, you know, this article is great if you want to read this Wall Street Journal article. I have another piece here uh, from Chris Oberholtz, and it's on foxweather.com, and it's titled Shipping Companies Offering Millions to Jump Long Lines for Drought-Stricken Panama Canal. So uh, you might be like, well, this is a weird story. Um, so this is an interesting story you could talk to your clients about. But uh, I just read read about the Panama Canal being natively impacted by global warming. The canal accounts for 40% of all U.S. container traffic. That's crazy. And 5% of global trade. So one would say that if there's a problem with the Panama Canal, that would probably disproportionately impact the U.S. It turns out that global warming is drying it up, drying up the, the canal, and the lack of water that they have has made container ships, which are used to taking eight to ten hours to get through, now they're waiting one to two weeks. So if that's not structural supply chain issues, which uh, translates into inflation, basically, um, there's a serious supply chain issue. So if something bad happens, it could be pretty bad. And it's so serious that people are paying up to $4 million to jump the line. That's crazy. And the first thing I thought was inflation. To make matters worse, El Nino is causing droughts and things will get worse before they get better. So let's keep a watchful eye on inflation. Um, so as long as nothing like majorly bad happens, uh, then I think inflation, my prediction is inflation will continue to go down. And so we'll see. So pray for nothing crazy to happen. Okay, so last but not least on the economic news, I have, this is um, originally in Fortune Magazine on Yahoo Finance. It is by Phil Waba, and the title is The CEO of the 12th largest U.S. retailer thinks self-checkout is worth it despite theft. Savings on labor costs are higher than the potential downsides. I picked this piece because I think we need to remember that the world is adopting technology at a uh, at a very quick pace. And um, so look out for, so, sorry. So for our economic outlook wrap up. So we have 
what do we what do we talk about? We talked about there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, there's like inflation is trending down, but there I just pointed out one thing that could potentially make uh, inflation tick up. And but there's a lot of things, you know. So we're not out of the woods yet, but it is cautiously optimistic in in that level. Okay, so. Um, uncertainty translates into customers scrutinizing costs and shopping for value because people are like worried in the future they won't have money. This also does not necessarily mean that you're going to lose clients because they need cheaper hair services. They might just push out the services and get less done. I've had people come to me every third haircut to fix the two bad haircuts that they got in between my every third haircut. So you could have something like that. Um, however, you should be auditing and analyzing your customer's experience and ensure you have you are providing them with the highest in or highest level of customer service. I read a piece the other day that said that something like 60 to 70% of people, uh, it's a high number, will not book with you if they have too many clicks to get to you or too many email back and forth or too much friction to get into you. So getting, making it simple for someone to book an appointment with you is really important, let alone just like your entire digital experience before they come in the salon, but then also once they're in the salon. So brush up on your communication, audit the client's journey through that digital space, find ways to enhance value that doesn't cost you a lot or any money at all. Uh, I know I'm not going to be making any large pur purchases this year that I can bank on getting in a return on investment. So now is the time to build infrastructure, update your digital presence, take some classes on communication, customer service, and salon etiquette, as well as upping your technical game. I do believe my other prediction is that customers are, as they get more scrutinous, they're going to expect even better, more consistent results from us. So that is like getting your foundational technical understanding of things is just as important, maybe more important than understanding the latest trends. So um, we have some, like at Hairdresser Strong, we have some affordable classes and events for you to level up. If you're in the area, you can reach out to us at listen at hairdresserstrong.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram. Um, so, but, but there's a lot of stuff out there. If you're not in the area, just hit us up and we can help you find some stuff and, uh, and stuff to do if you want to level up yourself. Okay. Now let's shift the news over to, uh, leadership best practices and understandings. I'm going to share my screen again. And again, if you're listening on podcasts and you want to know what I'm talking about, what I'm looking at, you can use links below or you can just listen up because I'll explain everything. Okay. So let me introduce you to this article. I think this is a really interesting thing for you to learn, but also something to engage with clients about. This is in the Harvard Business Review. It's titled The New Rules of Executive Presence by Sylvia N. Hewlett. So I'm going to read the first paragraph for you. It says, aspiring leaders have long been told that to be considered for senior management roles, especially those in the C-suite, they must demonstrate executive presence. In most corporate settings, that has traditionally boiled down to three attributes, gravitas or gravitas strong communication skills, and the right appearance. But what exactly constitutes EP or executive presence now? After a decade marked by tumultuous economic culture and technological change, think climate threats like COVID-19, the war in Europe and the Middle East, the Me Too movement, Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ plus rights, 
movements, worsening political divides, and the rise of Zoom, Instagram, and other platforms. How have expectations about ideal leadership traits changed? I think this is incredible. I love this. So I hope you love it too. The base. So basically, this talks about what traits should be would should we work on if we want to move up in this world. So let's take a look and discuss. There is gravitas, communication, and appearance. According to the Oxford Languages, gravitas is dignity, seriousness, or solemnity of manner. Solemnity, solemnity. Check my pronunciation of that. Solemnity, solemnity of manner is the state or quality of being serious and dignified. So what we're talking about is um, how you behave yourself. So basically it means how you behave yourself. Do you treat people seriously with dignity? Do you have dignity and integrity? Um, be confident and decisive per usual, because that's always been at the top of the game. You can see right here, uh, they kind of tell you what the scores are and how they did it. I recommend you check this out. This is a really good piece. The link in the description below. And uh, so basically, you've always had to have uh, confidence and decisiveness. So you still need confidence and decisiveness. Um, for communication, you still should have superior speaking skills and be commanding. To command a room means being able to capture the attention of others and change the dynamics of the room. You know, I had a boss that told me I should walk around the salon when I'm not busy saying hello to other people's clients and offering them, asking if they would like a, a refreshment. Because he said that makes me, makes people think that I'm the owner. I'm then commanding the room. These remain most important, but listen to learn and authenticity are now more important than forcefulness or your ability to banter. So people want more authentic and uh, authentic leaders and uh, they want to be around authentic people. They want to work with authentic people and they want people who are there to listen to learn, not just like be forceful and be able to carry on some BS conversation. So listen to learn and authenticity. Finally, appearance. You should still be polished and slop and and no no sloppiness. So everyone listening, when you show up for a job interview, don't show up in your pajamas because we won't hire you. All right. And, uh, and as far as like polished, do you think... Um, that I need to keep my beard shorter, you can leave a comment below and let me know. Uh, being attractive used to be uh, very important. You can see if you're on listening, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you can see this kind uh, of these levels here. Being attractive was number two most important thing for uh, being having executive presence or being like up for leadership. But it turns out that that's not the case. However, being into fitness and portraying a healthy lifestyle and having good high energy have replaced the attractiveness portion. So you still got to be healthy and you have to look like you live a healthy lifestyle and you have to have good and positive energy. My conclusion would be that we have become a little more serious, being healthy and not just attractive. Got got to work on that one. Not to say that I had the attractive thing done before, but you know what I'm saying? Like I, my healthiness, that's going to be something for me to work on this year. And polish. Now that's the one that surprised me a little bit more because I feel like people have gotten very casual, but I guess the masses and the average person has gotten casual. So if you want to be part of the masses and you want to be part of, be an average person, but if you want to rise above and demand 
higher prices and greater loyalty and whatever above the average person, then you're going to have to polish it up a little bit. However, don't forget inclusiveness and listening to others and being willing to learn from your subordinates or your underlings or just basically being open to learning in general. This is the most important stuff. And it's not surprising considering what's happened throughout our culture. So let's see how they've summed it up in the Harvard Business Review. This is the second to last paragraph. Here we go. Uh, let's see. Okay. The new rules of EP or executive presence are both daunting and exhilarating. And remember, who cares about executive presence? This is this is what the majority of the world, well, at least in the country, um, are saying are important for you to portray if you want to be looked at above the rest as a leadership role. But think about your clients. Don't you think your clients are going to find these things attractive if they find these things attractive in their workplace? So we're talking about culture and like how people see each other and what people like. You know, the number one way to get, get what you want in this world is for people to like you. I mean, you can look that up. That's like documented uh, to be true. So that's why I think this is important. So check this out. The new rules of EP are both daunting and exhilarating, says Kennedy Aizia, uh, a rising star and insurance giant AIG. So to show confidence and decisiveness, but also inclusiveness and respect, to balance power, powerful speaking and a commanding presence, but with listening and learning, and to project both polish and authenticity is a heavy lift meaning it's tough, it's hard. But leaders who manage it can inspire their employees to greater achievements and help their organizations truly flourish. And you can have the same flourishment and the same great achievements with your business and your clientele if you heed this advice and this study. All right, well, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you're having a great start to the year, new year. And I hope that... Uh, this is an incredible year, and I hope we land on the more positive side. But regardless, I'm going to be coming back and keeping you tuned in. I know I missed you during the holiday, but uh, we're back and we're ready to act. All right. Until then, cheers and have a good one.